Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why making your bed is a surprisingly effective and easy way to make yourself happier, and why free food can act as a happiness stumbling block. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, the sage, Elizabeth Kraft, who's my happiness guinea pig and questioner. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and Gretchen makes me happier, whether I want her to or not. We're gonna begin with the suggestion, you can try at home, something small and manageable that actually makes a big difference about how you feel each day. And our try this at home tip this week is make your bed. And I know that sounds kind of silly. It's like, it seems very trivial. And yet, you know, I've been talking to people about happiness and habits for years. And the crazy thing is that of everything that people talk about, they try this, they try that, all this thing. The number one thing that people most often mention is something that actually boosts their happiness every day is to make their bed. Ah, well. So my question to you is, do you do you make your bed? You know, I actually don't often make my bed. Um, you know, I know you always talk about this, and it just never strikes me as particularly yeah. important that I make my bed. Um, well, so here's my question: Do you love not making your bed? Some people like love not making their bed, like that. That's what makes them happy. Do you love not making your bed, or are you just sort of like you're indifferent to the whole bed thing? I feel pretty indifferent to the whole bed thing, to be honest yeah. with you. I The right. one thing I will say is I think Adam likes it if I make the bed. So it's like as an act of love, you know, right. if I'm trying to remind myself to be a good wife, I'll think, oh, I should make the bed. Because he appreciates it. I don't know if he appreciates it. He doesn't say he does, but I think that he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, on a subconscious level, he notices. Yeah, I think he notices. Um, no, and I hate it if I make the bed and then he doesn't see the bed before I, you know, get into it again that night. Like I want to get, yeah, get the gold star. I want it checked off exactly. But I will say yeah. that if I, when I make the bed, I feel more in control of my time. I mean, it means that I have. Yes. I'm not rushing around yes. to the degree yes. that I have yes. no time. So in that sense, I see what you're saying. It's like let me start the day, sort of you know, right. in control. And research shows that uh, making your bed is correlated with greater well-being and productivity. And I think part of it is exactly what you're saying, that you have that feeling of like, I've crossed something off my list or, you know, I've done something, I'm in control, um, I can make time for these things. And somehow that makes right. you feel uh, those small accomplishments kind of give you the energy to feel like you can do more. It's also probably that like type A people who are prone to making their bed like you are very productive people. Like I, I know that you make your bed in a hotel room. Yeah, on the morning I check out. Yeah, I, don't I get. love to make the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a few of us who do it, but it's 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 definitely worth doing if you're the right type. Like, say you're at the hotel and you don't make your bed. How do you feel? Or do you just not know because that would never happen? <laughs> well, partly I do it at a hotel because so often you find something that you would have left behind. Like Jamie, my husband, left behind his iPad one time because he just had kicked over the covers oh. and it vanished. So partly I do it there just to make sure that I've got all my socks off the floor and stuff. But in general, like every once in a while I don't do it. And I, I kind of get a kick out of just sort of the illicit feeling of, oh, yay, I didn't make the bed today. Like it feels like an occasional indulgence. It doesn't make me crazy. I do 
I do sometimes enjoy it, but just basically as a as a common thing, it just sort of annoys me until it's done. So I end up doing it eventually. But here's the other thing, and tell me if you think there's something to this, where I feel like your bed, in a way, is is like a symbol of yourself. It's more like your desk than it is like a dining room chair. You know, like there's something wow. special uh-huh. about your bed. And so if you're doing that thing to get your bed in order and to like your make your bed look orderly and neat, there's something about that where you feel like somehow you yourself are somehow also more pulled together. It feels like it's a reflection of you in some way. Yeah. Um, and so it benefits you. And also there's the whole thing of just when you come in at night. Like if you go in at night, do you care if the bed is made or is it nicer for you if the bed is made? No, it is nicer if the bed is made, of course. Like there, there is something almost seedy about climbing into a bed that's, you know, all messy and the blankets <laughs> are all skew and the pillows are on the floor. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not above enjoying a well-made bed. But for you, it's a big thing of time. Well, it feels like it is. But well, you have a little I mean, kid you know. and your mornings are yeah. nuts. Yeah, no, that's true. Morning is a very rush time. And um, at times when I'm not working at an office, I tend to make the bed more because I can do it at my leisure. So right, right. Um, maybe I care about it more than I realize I do. And maybe I should make an effort to... Uh, try this at home and make my bed. Well, because one of the things is that it is really simple and it doesn't take very much time. I mean, it, it, it's it's truly manageable for just about anyone if you want to. But of course, if you don't want to, it's not going to make you happier. Because like I say, some people love never making their bed. They're like, oh, you know, growing up, I had to make my bed every day. And now I'm a grown up and I don't have to make my bed. Yippee. Right. Um, it's freedom. Yeah. It's just surprising to me how often that particular habit comes up because it seems fairly trivial. And yet over and over, people tell me, wow, the thing I did that really has made a big difference in my day is making my bed. So go, I mean, just go figure. So let us know if you do try this at home and whether making your bed makes you happier. And maybe Elizabeth will let us know if it makes her happier. Um, You can send me a tweet at Gretchen Rubin to Elizabeth at Elizabeth Craft. Connect on the Gretchen Rubin Facebook page or drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Because everyone's different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyze your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers. So you have all the support you need to empower your change. Gretch, you know, I love Noom. I love all the tools it has, especially the step tracker and the weight tracker. I rely on those every day. Yep, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash happier. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash happier. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash happier to start your trial today. In our next segment, we're going to talk about a happiness stumbling block. That's our name for the small, seemingly insignificant things that get in our way when we're trying to make our lives happier, healthier, and more productive. And Elizabeth, this week we're going to talk about something that I know gets you really fired up. Yes, it is the issue of free food, which is uh, plagues me and I know plagues many other people. Yes. Yes. You know, I've gotten to the point 
where I feel like if someone brings work, you know, food to work, I actually see it as like a hostile act. <laughs> uh, I have I have my term that I call, I say every office has one evil donut bringer. Uh-huh. And yeah. you know who I'm talking about, Gretchen. I'm talking about the person. Oh, yeah. I can think of a couple. Yeah. I'm talking about the person who thinks the the, the you know, the most fun thing to do on Friday morning is stop and get a huge pink box of, of, of donuts and put them in the kitchen at work that then the aroma goes through the entire office for the yeah. whole day and tortures me. <laughs> And it's like where as my day was about doing whatever work I was doing, now my entire day is about resisting this donut. Um, And I, you know, and I get the impulse people they want. They're trying, I guess, to be nice. But in the society we live in where everyone's trying not only to lose weight, but to eat less bad food. I just don't get it. And it's not just the person in the office. It's also spouses who send you know, there usually it's a wife sending her husband to work with like fudge squares, you know, and baked goods. And it's yes. like, you know, you're not doing me any favors here. Right. You know, and I mean, I am such a curmudgeon about it, but I really get irritated, as many can attest to. But you're right, because then like so much of your energy during the day has to go into like, am I going to eat a donut? Am I not going to eat a donut? Am I going to eat half a donut? Oh, I ate half a donut. Should I eat another half of a donut? Like, I mean, it just, it's like, it doesn't even need to be there. Like you don't, that whole issue would just go away if somebody didn't bring it. And the thing about the spouses, see, I think that what happens is like, it's fun to bake cookies. It's fun to bake brownies, but then you have them around the house and then you've got to resist it. Because I found myself saying that to Jamie, like, why don't you take these, like these, this box of candy we got as a gift into your office? It's like, you're just passing the buck and letting other people try to resist. Exactly. And it's like, you know what? Next time, please just throw it in the trash. Do us all a favor and throw it in the trash. But, you know, and I say, if you want to do something nice, you know, this at least works in a writer's room, send Legos because people enjoy toys or send, you know, magnets, something we can play with and enjoy if you want to make a gesture of good, you know, of goodwill instead of something that's you know, going to ultimately be a source of vexation for the entire day. I think that's a great idea because I think a lot of times people want to make that gesture and they don't, they just can't, they haven't thought about anything else. And I think magnets, Legos, something like that, that's like a great suggestion where people are like, oh, I want to make that gesture to the office, but I don't know how. And I mean, I remember you telling me that great story about um, when the person wanted to give you a thank you gift. Um, and how they avoided giving you like the traditional sweets. Yes. Uh, how, what happened there? Like, what? I had gone around ranting so much about not wanting people to bring food to the <laughs> office uh, that this one woman, she, we had uh, given her an extra day off to go to Comic-Con, which, of course, any self-respecting L.A. writer uh, wants. And she wanted, uh, you know, to say thank you to three of us. And she gave the other two cookies And she gave me a card and she said, I know you don't want cookies, so I'm giving you this card. And I was I was practically in tears because I was so happy that someone had like listened to me and was responding accordingly. And she wrote me a really nice note and I fully appreciated it. And then later in the season, another writer wanted to say thank you uh, for something and she gave us uh, like a little Kiehl's, you know, gift bag. 
uh, uh, instead yeah. of the right. usual, you know, sprinkles cupcakes. So yes. I did feel, I felt like my message has started to get across. And I'll admit, I find myself doing it. I'll think, oh, maybe I should send my in-laws Topsy's popcorn from Kansas City. That would be so fun. There is this like fun that comes from having that stuff and people get positive reinforcement. And everybody crowds around them and it's like ooing and aahing. But I think the the idea that you're like, I don't want that, then people think of something else and then you can ooh and ah over that. I mean, I, I think it's really smart that you sort of l- laid the, the, the groundwork so that people can just come up with something else as the, to be the friendly, nice gesture and not rely on the food, which in the end isn't good for anybody. Yeah, I'm, free food. It's, and one could say that I should be able to just use my own self-control. And I am aware of that. Uh, but, you know, it's easier just not to be tempted, as we know from our abstainer moderator conversations. It's easier just not to be tempted. Absolutely. Because uh, because everybody should be in control, but we all know it, it's just very, very hard to resist. Another way to reach us is to leave a voicemail question for me and Elizabeth at 774-277-9336. That's 77-HAPPY-336. On upcoming shows, we'll be answering some of your questions. But since this is one of our first episodes, we don't have any calls yet. So instead, we're answering a question posted to us from Gretchen's Facebook page. Gretchen, do you think that thinking about happiness makes you happier? Well, that is a very interesting question because, in fact, there's this very strong element in sort of happiness thinking that holds exactly that, that if you think too much about happiness, you'll sort of trip over your own feet and get in your own way. And people like Nathaniel Hawthorne and Eleanor Roosevelt have uh, have said that. And uh, like John Stuart Mill said it very succinctly when he said, ask yourself whether you are happy and you shall cease to be so. Um, and I hate to be like Gretchen Rubin versus John Stuart Mill, um, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I really think that he, that in this case, he's wrong. Um, I think that when you really think about, are you happy? What are the things that you could do to be happier? You're far more likely to bring about the changes in your life that are going to make you happier. I mean, how often do you hit a target by not aiming at it? Right. I mean, I have to say, since you've been studying happiness, I've gotten happier. Because you're constantly, for the last, you know, however many years, <laughs> yeah. talking to me about these various things, being my happiness bully, telling me to go to bed early, <laughs> bigger things than that. But so, I mean, I can only speak for myself in saying I never thought about any of that before, yeah. and I and I really have gotten happier. Uh, so I think it does help, or at least it helps to have, I mean, it helps to have someone concerned with your happiness. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm lucky most people don't have their very own happiness guru in the family looking out for them. But I think that's the, that's the very thing. It's just that when you think about when you're thinking about it, when it's in your mind, then you start seeing these opportunities like, hey, what if I did this? What if I did that? Or somebody makes some suggestion, yeah, I'll give that a shot. But when you're just not thinking about happiness at all, and I feel like for most people, that's the bigger, it's the bigger, bigger risk. It's not that they overthink happiness, it's that they never think about it at all. Before I started working on it myself, I never thought about happiness. I just, I just was so distracted by everyday life, I never thought about it. But I think when you do think about it, then you see those little opportunities for the minor things you can do um, that really do end up having a pretty significant impact on your daily life. If you'd like Gretchen and me to answer your question on a future show, here's the number to call. 774-277-9336 or more memorably, 77-HAPPY-336.
To wrap up the show, Elizabeth and I are going to get even more personal. First, one of us is going to give ourselves a happiness demerit for a mistake we made this week that affected our happiness. Then, so we don't leave you on a down note, one of us is going to award a gold star to something or someone we think deserves to be recognized. Well, I definitely deserve a demerit this week. And uh, one of the things about me is that I have this real issue with security, going through security. It just drives me crazy. So that's just like running in the background, like my just general uh, annoyance with security measures. Um, And I've been going to the same gym for like 13, 14 years. And it's in a multi-purpose building. There's like a senior center and there's a nursery school. And so there's a lot of things going on. And you have to show your ID, but you just walk through. and, Mm -hmm. And then the other day, out of nowhere, the guy's like, I have to look in your bag. And you know, I, I snarled in his face. I mean, I was so rude. I was like, I yanked it. I slammed it down on the desk. I yanked it open. I was like, I've been coming here for more than a decade and you need to look at my back. I mean, I was so incredibly rude. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I I can't even believe it. And, uh, and the thing is, it's the guy's job. Like maybe, you know, write your congressman, you know, if I had an issue with it, it's like his job for whatever reason they told him to do it. But, you know, like in a minute, in in that moment, like my mind was flooding with like, you know, for the rest of my life, I was going to have to be opening up my bag and what a pain it was. And it was a really rainy, cold day. So it did feel like a pain, but it was, it was so rude. So I go up and go to the gym. I'm like, gonna apologize to the guy when I come back down. Of course, he's gone. So I didn't have my chance to like absolve my conscience by telling him that I realized how completely rude I had been. Um, And so I get a demerit for that because I just, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't matter like whether I think it makes sense or not. Yeah. I mean, this is what he's hired to do. This is what they'd been told. And by the way, they never asked again. It was that one time thing. I, I don't know why it was that one day that they had to do it, but it never happened again. So I completely overreacted. And um, anyway, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely. And meanwhile, he probably didn't think about it again. And you were probably churning with shame for the entire day and, you know, yes. feeling badly. So it's like, as as usual, our own bad behavior punishes our, you know, we punish ourselves the most. Karma. Unless Karma. he would yes. felt, you know, unless he really did feel bad all day that this woman snarled at him and, you know, then you can feel really bad about yourself. But I don't think that's the case. But fortunately <laughs> for me, he, did, he didn't he didn't seem very affected by it, I have to say, which of course made me matter at the time. But now I'm very relieved. He was like, eh, yeah, I've heard it a million times, whatever. Yeah. Um, but here, get, get, us, yeah. get us out of the demerit land and into the land of the happy gold star. What's your gold star for this week? My gold star goes to Fryman Canyon, which is oh. uh, a can it's a hiking place in Los Angeles in Studio City. And it's what I love is it's a place right in the middle of the city. I mean, I think there's, you know, a Jerry's Deli a mile away uh, where you can hike in gorgeous. Well, hike. I've got to go back and say in Los Angeles, we call everything hiking, even if it's just walking yeah. on a path. It's hiking. It counts. It counts. It counts as a <laughs> yeah. hike. Absolutely. Um, it's not exactly rugged. Uh <laughs> But I have been going, I've been driving there and taking a hike, and it's a perfect time to listen to podcasts, another plus. Yeah. And it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And when you come, it yeah. takes about an hour. And when you get to the bottom, you just feel like you've had this fresh air. You've, you've yeah. gotten a bit of a workout. Been you've been in nature. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's, you're, it's still LA, by the way. There's like a parade yeah. of, 
you know, reality stars, <laughs> fake breasts, Botox. Everyone's on their cell phone talking about auditions yeah. and uh, this and that. So right. it's not exactly. It's not the Grand Canyon. It's not the yeah. Grand Canyon. But I enjoy all of that. So for me, yeah. it's it's just a perfect, perfect place. And I, I think everyone should sort of try to find their own Fryman Canyon. Yeah. Well, I will say that research does show that being outside lifts people's mood and gives them more energy and focus. And especially if you're in nature, there's something about whether it's the chemicals in the plants or the surroundings, people mm. do really get a very, a really big in- intervention in their mood when they do something like that. But I also want to say, like, you're giving Fryman Canyon a gold star, but I want to give you a gold star because the fact is you're going because so often there are these things that are within our reach that are resources in our town or whatever. And then we just sort of never get around to going. Then we're like, oh, yeah, I should totally do that. That would be so great. And then we never do. But you're actually doing it. And that's like, it's no good if it's there if you don't actually take the hike. So gold star for you. Thank you, Gretchen. I will take that gold (laughs) star. Take that gold star. Uh, Yes. Uh, And I will take it proudly. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember, try this at home. Make your bed. And let us know if it makes you happier or not. Our producer is Henry Malofsky. Please let us know what you think of the show. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. This podcast is part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at itunes.com slash panoply. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y.